0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Outsmart the Pain. I'm Karsten Albeck, a physician and pain specialist. This is an insight episode, which means that I usually talk a little bit about the last guest and some own thoughts and maybe some extra spices to it. Last week we listened to Dogge Dogelito or his real name Douglas Leon. I always thought about him as a member of Latin Kings and thought he probably continued doing rap now. But then I realized that he does Swedish folklore and with other very famous Swedish singers. And because I talked to Dogge last week I thought it would be natural to talk about Darwin today. You know, the guy who got the whole church against him when he said humans come from the apes. Or, actually, I will tell you what Darwin never said and use that false quote in my talk. Now you think, either Karsten is crazy or I will have fun listening to how he will make that connection. Stay tuned and listen. Pain is some serious business. It ain't everyone who knows what to do about it. Now I hear there's a podcast just about this. It doesn't talk of pain alone, but other interesting things distracting the mind from it. So I suggest you tune in to Outsmart the Pain and listen to what Carsten has to say about it. Get ahead. Get it done. Listen to the podcast and maybe change your life or someone else's. But first, I will go back a few months. There had been an article in one of our newspapers, Dagens Nyheter, about the phenomenon that there are so many grumpy old men out there. And a particularly angry man had been found. He had a candy store, licorice, where he also delivers parcels from the post. And the customers were not really happy with him. Or, if I understand it correctly, some were but some were not. And they did not tell him that up front, but instead gave him really bad reviews on the net. So the TV show Malu FT wanted to have an interview with him after that about that. Then it turned out he was in pain after surgery a long time ago. This had effect on him, making him lose his temper. So, why not invite a pain physician to talk about this as well? So, I was invited. The first time the program had to be cancelled with very short notice due to the war in Ukraine. After that, I forgot the program or thought they would not have it. Then they called again and I accepted. I have been at some interviews now and I am somewhat intrigued how little preparation you get. Well, it seems to work, but if I had any tendency of becoming nervous, that would really be scary. And especially live or live taping where they do not cut anything. Actually, when I first met this guy, he was just putting up all different kinds of licorice in uh, some small bowls in front of him. And I thought, oh, am I going to talk about pain in relation to licorice or what? Actually, I think that we will talk with a real rickrish expert a doctor as well in the future. I'm just trying to convince him, so stay tuned. Anyway, I talked a little bit with this angry man. He was really, really nice. And his life story was really something. I won't get into that now, but he told me something i don't remember if it was an accident or an infection but one of his feet got very bad and i think they were close to amputating it but they saved it and during that process he got nerve damage which gives him excruciating pain but he told me that hey they saved my foot so that was much better then he told me that he had tried a lot of different medications But they either did not work, or had side effects he could not take. I'd much rather take this pain. But he has his own store where he needs to carry a lot of stuff, and he works from morning until evening. So at the end of his working day, he just sits and rests. He cannot even get home properly at once. Of course, this guy could get mad also, don't you think? Maybe not an excuse to behave badly, but an explanation. So he had actively chosen which path to take regarding his pain and decided his own future. Just like he had done with his store. I think he told me it was one of the first or maybe biggest cigar stores in Stockholm in the beginning. But when times changed, he changed the contents of his store. Now it's different kind of licorice and other candy, some homemade. And yes, I tasted it. Yummy. By the way, why not visit him if you're in Stockholm? Say hi from the TV4 pain doctor and see how he behaves and buy some good stuff from him. His name is Lars Tiden and his store is called Hallplatsens Lakridshandel on Folkungagatan på Söder. Before Lars and I talked there was a nurse talking about death on the episode in Malou after 10. Then our talk about pain. What a happy start. But then there was Douglas Leon or Dogelito. When we met getting our makeup he said hey I have seen you before. Which he hadn't. So either he was super social or just mistaken. But we started to talk and he was there together with two other men talking about mothers and motherhood and that was a very positive talk and he is such a positive person but for him it really did not start that well his parents got a divorce when he was 6 and he said he went out in the streets looking for a male role model who could substitute his father which he missed this brought bad things i was end up in jail mm. for that i was beating up police and did all taking drugs and all different crazy things mm. so he did drugs other illegal stuff and went to jail of course i could have taken my time talking about these things but apart from being a bit exciting for what use he got married and had a child and soon thereafter, his wife got cancer and passed away, very quickly. Doge, spending his time with her till the end, said, "My wife get cancer, mm. and she, I was with her to the end, you know, mm. and that was the worst trip I ever made in my life. Mm. Hospitals, medicine, sickness, pain. It was so crazy trip. I." I don't even wish my worst enemy this. Mm. You know that was so crazy. You know I mean, it's not easy. You know some people have to go through that, whatever you want or not. He also lost a son later in his life. This could have been enough to talk about for the whole pod episode. But again, there are other forums to talk about these things. I wanted to bring up something completely different, maybe something relatable to people with pain. So when Dogge said Let's make the best of the situation, you know, and then I start to record music, travel, try to work hard, do a lot of things that come in my way. That he wanted to live a happy life after this, doing what he wanted, I knew what I wanted to talk about. He told about ups and downs, but nothing seemed to make him quit or change his choice of career. This is really something he enjoys, and we of course talked about a commercial even I remember, Sykelpo Schöpet. If you bought a refrigerator in a store, you would get a bike. Everyone knows this commercial, at least in my age, and I guess some bike sellers weren't too happy. It was an Italian guy. It was, yeah, yeah, I hate you, but I love you anyway because the commercial was so nice. But I hate you for that because I lost lost a lot of money, you know. Mm. And then we laughed both. We were, it was so funny. But I love you anyway. All in all, both my personal meeting with Doge and the the episode left me with a positive feeling. So now is the time to talk about Darwin and Forsäkingskassan the Swedish Social Insurance Agency. Am I so crazy? Is this my last episode because I totally lost it? Can someone stop this guy before it's too late? Is there no censorship on podcasts? I guess many of us have heard this quote from Darwin. It is not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent that survives. It is the one that is most adaptable to change. Hear it again. It is not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent that survives. It is the one that is most adaptable to change. I am very sorry, but Darwin never said this. It is actually a quote from a management studies text, which then has been cited all over the world as coming from Darwin. But it's still so good I will use it from now on. But remember, it wasn't actually Darwin who said it. Listen to this. It is the one that is most adaptable to change who survives. The one who is able to change when necessary who will make it. So we start from the beginning of this show, Lars the angry man. He changed his line of work when no one smoked cigars anymore. When he had to do surgery to keep his foot, he did not become angry at that particular situation, but accepted that's life. He still gets angry due to the pain, but that's another story. He could have quit working, just sitting at home being angry at the whole world, but he did not. I will tell you a patient story that probably would not Passed today it would probably be reported to someone and the doctor would uh, get fired but this was a patient who almost died on the surgery table he was very very bad after a trauma and everyone tried to save his life and so they did but during this process, he got intubated by the anesthetist, and after that he got a hoarse voice. And he got really, really angry about this, that his voice was destroyed after this surgery. So he was very upset and wanted this to be really well investigated. And one of those investigations was going to the ENH department, ear, nose, and throat department, to look at the vocal cords. And during that time, I was uh, a resident uh, at this department, and one of the most senior doctors was going to look at him. And before he even started, this senior doctor said to the patient, You ought to be ashamed. Because the healthcare really tried to save your life and I have seen the reports you were really close to dying and still they saved their lives and you are now complaining about something that they had to do to keep you alive, to get air down your throat and to your lungs. I think you should be ashamed doing this. And I, I actually don't remember what was the end of that story. But that was a patient who got stuck with something and he got very angry about someone who he thought had mistreated him. And sometimes you really need to think again. Today I don't think that any doctor would be foolish enough to say that because then they would lose their job. But uh, my old colleague, he always dared to say what he thought and now he's retired. Now and then I try to throw out a secret or two Why I think I succeed so well in my talks with patients I wish I had a real patient here Who could say if I'm telling the truth or not Because I could of course be lying How would you know? But I truly believe that my communication with my patients are terrific. That's not very Swedish to say, Jantelagen, but still I say it. We are almost always on the same level when talking. We might not agree on everything, but we accept each other's views and respect each other. And that is one of my secrets. I try to understand how the other person is reasoning. I do not try to convince him or her if I believe they are wrong but I try to understand them. I usually tell them that I do understand how they are thinking. Although the worst thing I know on the other hand is the automatic answer I understand if someone tells them how bad their lives are. No, I would never understand that because I have not been through their lives. So instead I say I would not say I understand what you are going through but I have met a lot of people telling me the same sort of story and who have become better. Again, mutual respect. But if I start with understanding, then I might be able to discuss through my medical point of view why does the patient want surgery so bad? Why is the patient hooked on the opioids? Could the patient actually be right? This question I need to tell myself over and over. This is not about me convincing anyone of my beliefs, but trying to find a medical solution, if there is one. For instance, I had a patient who had a complex pain situation after giving birth. A Swedish hospital said that there is nothing to be done here. We are the best in Sweden, and we cannot do anything. And there is nothing abroad either. And then the patient came to my office. Of course, I had no miracle cure, but I tried to understand her, and she was very wise in her thoughts. How could someone be so certain with a condition that seemed to be so rare? So I said, I would actually try to see someone who has a lot of patients with your condition. And Sweden is small, so I might suggest the UK, Germany, the US maybe... And now I understand this is not possible for everyone, but she prioritized this and went to Germany or Austria, I don't remember. The clinic and that particular doctor seemed to have seen a lot of patients with this condition. So he suggested a treatment which was tried there, and then he could advise another clinic in Sweden to continue. Now she is cured and has no more treatments like that. I have another patient like that I talked about in an earlier pod too, so I will not repeat it. But if I would not have listened or tried to understand in the beginning where the patient came from, there would be no help there either. Oh, did I get carried away? Again? Uh, We were talking about adapting. For instance, I will start with one of the worst enemy of my patients. The Swedish Social Insurance Agency, Försäkringskassan. Although there are some exceptions, I do not know how many times I've had patients who have not been listened to, not understood. It seems every paper I fill in needs just a little bit more information and still they will not accept them. And the list goes on. I am not satisfied that I have to spend my time on administration for things that do not lead to anything good. And the patient gets frustrated with me not doing things in time and they do not get their money they think they should have. So how in the world can I try to understand Försäkringskassan? Well, first of all, there is a law. Not everyone can get money for everything. That is just how it is. And the people dealing with so many decisions every day cannot and probably should not get personally or at least emotionally involved in the person they are dealing with. Just like someone at the bank really can't lend someone money just because they feel for them. I don't think people would last for long at Försäkringskassan either if they did not adapt to a very strict protocol. And I wouldn't like to work there. I couldn't. Don't misunderstand me. I think a lot needs to be done within Försäkringskassan to make the whole system better. But we need to accept how things are now. We can tell them about things we want to change, but in a specific case, especially if you're in pain and don't have the energy, you need to choose which battle to fight. And I do understand why they want me to fill in the forms better because I guess they have a lot of bad forms that aren't even filled in at all. So in this particular case with Försäkringskassan you might want to think if they might be right. Maybe their insurance policy does not include you. That could actually be the case. If you think that is not the case, maybe trying to convince the person on the other side of the phone or computer it is not the right way to do it. Could someone else do it for you? Could you ask for someone else to take your case at Försäkringskassan because you feel the communication does not work? Talk or write to their boss and tell them about your problem, etc. etc. You need to accept how things are at this moment and adapt. It is the one most adaptable to change who will survive. Be a survivor. And how hard it does sound, unfortunately, you need to do many things yourself. You cannot blame everything in your situation on your surrounding. Or even if you can, the surrounding will not get you back on your feet. You need to. Sometimes with help, but you are actually the main character in your own story. I understand this is a touchy subject and I really don’t want to sound like a Bessservisser who has a job, no pain, or at least no pain you notice, and even has a pod on my own. I mean, who am I to talk about these things? But believe me, I have met thousands of patients and the ones who really succeed in their fight against pain are the ones that do something themselves, who do not wait for someone else to fix things. Along this journey, some people unfortunately get wrong help from the healthcare care system. An unnecessary surgery, a treatment which failed, although it was in the best of intentions, someone who said something bad, who did not believe you, and so on. But don't let this discourage you. You are still you, the person who has your own unique value in life. Just like everyone cannot love or like me, or maybe even dislikes me, not everyone will be your best friend. But stick to good friends, or to activities you enjoy, or other things that make you happy. Continue to challenge yourself with physical activity. I did not say exercise, but activity. Keep going, both physically and mentally, because... The ones adapting to the situations will be the winners in the end. Tell me your own story. I would love to tell the listeners about lucky stories to help them get their life back, whether they have pain or not. If you like this pod, please tell your friends to listen as well. Next week, there is the International Fibromyalgia day. I will speak on a webinar for fibromyalgia and emoticafabundit on that day. I hope you will do something you enjoy that day too, even if you're not in pain. Now then, take care and I really hope I get to speak to you in a week from now.